Okay, so in my last uh, uh, podcast, I briefly mentioned the, uh, the story of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, the more uh, detailed uh, version in the book of Yasher or, or Jasher. And uh, so I kind of actually want, I thought about uh, going over that uh, today on this one. I wanted to kind of go uh, more in detail on that topic. And just something that's kind of been on my heart since bringing it up. And especially something, you know, that, it, you know, I feel like it is very rele- you know, relevant for our times today. And we may, you may kind of see some correlations uh, to some of the things that were going on uh, at, at that time. Uh, some of the, how, how corrupt the societies became. So keep that in mind um, as we go through some of these uh, stories and stuff. Uh, I said you might see the correlations in your own society as well, uh, which is which is scary, and it's something that as as born again believers, uh, we need to be able, you know be watchful and weary of, and uh, not let that uh, corrupt our faith, uh, and 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 make us uh, you know follow the society uh, norms and, and uh, so-called laws. Uh, or mandates, things like that, that that go against the Almighty and His and His commandments. So we always must put you know put His commandments uh, you know first uh, before the, the society at large and, the, and even the so-called governments uh, of this world. So and so the uh, you know and, and real quick too in Genesis you know we don't have a whole lot of detail about Sodom and Gomorrah. We we just know. Uh, yeah, that the you know the sins had you know had risen up uh, you know to the Almighty and uh, and so and then he came down to uh, you know to check if there was you know there was you know any anyone salvageable and, and we know that only Lot and 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 we'll see some more here that uh, uh, not even his whole family was saved but a, but a part of them uh, was saved some of them didn't not not all of his family escaped um, and we'll we'll I'll read that here in a minute too uh, and stuff so. The um, but yeah, very, very, we just know there's a lot of corruption that we do see uh, at the time. The um, although the book of uh, you know, Yasher doesn't bring up the part about uh, the angels blinding the people, uh, there, um, we get we do get that in Genesis a glimpse of that where uh, you know, they were trying to uh, you know, grab the angels and have their way with them. So, there's definitely some uh, sense like homosexuality and things like that were definitely uh, you know, uh, sexual uh, sin and lust and. You know, those things were definitely uh, a big part of uh, the corruption. Uh, but we're going to see a little different side than the Asher. Gonna, it talks a little bit about that, uh, this first part of that, and then it's going to go into some other uh, things that um, I think will be quite shocking. And, and I kind of do this, too, because I said, I, when I first kind of read through this, I, I was just really in tears on how, uh, you know, I just, you know, it made my blood boil with you know, how evil... Um, you know, this city had become, how the, how the people had become uh, so, you know, just, just so wicked. Uh, and, and I said, and, and even all the way up to the judges and stuff, and you're going to see that. Uh, so, so keep that in mind as we kind of go through this. Also, a quick note that, and I've got the Hebrew, more of a Hebrew translation is the uh, uh, Eth Sefer is what I'm reading from. And so it does, it, you know, I know everyone knows Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, in here, they, they do translate it Sidom with a C, and, and just Amora with an A. That doesn't have uh, the G and stuff, so it's just uh, Sidom and Amora. And also note that there, it says in here, there was five cities total, uh, inc- including Sidom and Amora. Uh, there was, I think, Elam, and there was a, 
because a couple of other ones. Uh, a, uh, let's see, it was uh, Adma. I think yeah, Ad, Adma as an as an as another one. So there was several. I guess it was five cities total. Uh, Saddam and Amora being the probably the probably the larger cities um, in, in that you know in that uh, that, that cluster of, of cities there and stuff. So all right, so going into the book of uh, Yasher or Jasher. Uh, chapter 18, I'll start at verse 11. In those days, all the people of Saddam and Amorah uh, and of the whole five cities were exceedingly wicked and sinful against Yahuwah, and they provoked Yahuwah with their abominations, and they strengthened in aging abominable and scornfully before Yahuwah, and their wickedness and crimes were in those days great before Yahuwah. And they had in their land a very extensive valley, about half a day's walk. And in it there were fountains of water and a great deal of herbage uh, surrounding the water. And all the people of Saddam and Amorah went there four times in the year with their women and children and all belonging to them. And they rejoiced there with uh, timbrels and dances. And in the time of rejoicing, they would all rise and lay hold of their neighbor's woman and son. Uh, the virgin daughters of their neighbors, and they enjoyed them. And each man saw his woman and daughter in the hand, hands of his neighbor, and did not say a word. And they did so from morning to night. And they afterward returned home, each man to his house, and each woman to her tent. So they always did four times in the year. So we see here the sexual uh, sin and lust and no respect, you know, for mar- the, the the oath of marriage, basically here, and and for the you know that uh, that you know two shall join and become one flesh. We see, uh, you know, this, so four times a year they would have these uh, you know lustful uh, events and stuff. So they would you know go and and uh, and do these uh, you know festival, if you will. We'd probably call it more of like a festival and and uh, and stuff and then they would have sex and you know with, with their neighbors you know wife or children or whatever um they would all have you know it's something that uh yes you can imagine i you know the, the the all the lustfulness that this you know uh, and this is such a society uh, definitely would cause and so um it says here so also uh when a stranger came into their cities and brought goods which he had purchase with a with a view to dispose uh, of of their the people of these uh, cities would assemble men women and children young and old and go to the man and take his goods by force giving a little to each man until there was an end to all the goods of the owner which he had brought into the land and if the owner of the goods quarrel with them saying what is this work which you have done to me then they would approach to him one by one and each would show him the little which he took and taught him, saying, I only took uh, that little which uh, you did give me. And when he heard this from them all, he would arise and go from them in sorrow and bitterness of soul, uh, when they would all arise and go after him and drive him out of the city with great noise and tumult. <clears throat> so we see here, you know, so people come, you know, uh, they would come in with stuff that they want uh, with any kind of goods or whatever. Um, people would just basically still, you know, rob them. Uh, the whole the, the whole uh, town would just kind of, or a big portion of them would rise up, and they would just basically rob the person blind. And um, you know, if he tried to say it was stolen, then they would just divide it. They divided up, you know, uh, in such small portions uh, that you know, amongst themselves, 
but they would just say, well, you, you know, you gave me this, you know, and then they would all claim that this guy, you know, gave them that to avoid any kind of persecution or, or any kind of uh, judgment against them. So they would just all, uh, you know, lie in, 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 uh, in concert with each other and stuff. And so uh, there would be no, um, you know, there'd be no justice, basically, in such a system. Uh, there'd be no justice. And so uh, we go on to verse 18 here, still in chapter 18. And there was a man from the country of Elam who was uh, leisurely going on the road, uh, seated upon his ass, which carried a fine mantle of diverse colors. And the mantle was bound with a cord upon the ass. And the man was on his journey, uh, passing through the street of Saddam, when the sun set in the evening, and he remained there in order to abide during the night. But no one uh, would let him into his house. And at that time there was in Saddam a wicked and mischievous man, one skillful in, in uh, doing evil. And his name was Hedad. And he lifted up his eyes and saw the traveler in the street of the city. And he came to him and said, uh, Whence come you, and whither do you go? And the man said to him, I am traveling from Chevron to Elam, where I belong. And as I passed, the sun set, and no one would suffer me to enter his house, though I had bread and water and also straw and uh, provender for my ass, and am short of nothing. And he did, uh, answered and said to him, All that you shall want shall be supplied by me, but in the street you shall not abide all night. And he dad brought him to his house, and he took off the mantle from the ass with the cord and brought them to his house. And he gave the ass straw and provender while the traveler ate and drank in he dad's house, and he abode there uh, that night. In the morning the traveler rose up early to continue his journey, when he dad said to him, Wait, comfort your heart with a morsel of bread, and then go. And the man did so, and he remained there with him, and they ate, and they both ate and drank together during the day. And the man rose up to go, and he dad said to him again, Behold, now the day is declining, that you had better remain all, all night. And so and he does this like, you know, like two days in a row. And finally, um, he dad said to him, Behold, now the day is declining again. And the man would not remain this time, but, but uh, rose and saddled his ass. And while he was saddling his ass, the woman, uh, woman of he dad uh, said to her man, Behold, this man has remained uh, with us for two days, eating and drinking, and he has given us nothing. And now shall he go away from us without giving anything? And he dad said to her, Be silent. And the man saddled his ass to go, and he asked he dad to give him the cord and mantle to tie it upon the ass. And he dad said to him, What say you? He said to him, uh, That uh, that you, my Adonai, shall uh, give me the cord and the mantle made with diverse colors, which you did conceal with you in your house to take care of it. And he dad answered the man, saying, this is the interpretation of your dream. The cord which you did see means that your life will be lengthened out like a cord. And having seen the mantle colored with all sorts of colors means that you shall have a vineyard in which you will plant trees of all fruit. And the traveler answered, saying, Not so, my Adonai, for I was awake when I gave you the cord. <clears throat> and also a mantle woven with different colors, which you did take off the ass to put them by for me and he dad answered and said surely i have told you the interpretation of your dream and it is a good dream and this is interpretation thereof now the sons of men uh, give give me four pieces of silver which is my charge for interpreting dreams and of you only i require three pieces of silver and the man was provoked at the words of he dad he cried bitterly and he brought he dad uh, to sirach judge of sidon and the man laid his cause before sirach the judge when he dad replied saying 
Uh, it is not so, but thus the matter stands. And the judge said to the traveler, This man he dad tells you truth, for he is famed in the cities for the accurate interpretation of dreams. And the man cried to the word of the judge, and he, he said, Not so, my don, I, for it was in the day that I gave him the cord and mantle, which was upon the ass, in order to uh, put them by in the, his house. And they both disputed before the judge, the one saying, uh, Thus the matter was, and the other declaring otherwise. And so... And so then he dad ends up demanding uh, four pieces of silver for the interpretation of, for his interpretation of dream and stuff. And so I'll kind of skip some of this. But then the uh, and of course the, the judge is in favor of lo the local guy uh, he dad of course. Uh, and then it says here and the man continued his journey upon his ass with bitterness of soul, lamenting and weeping. And while he was uh, going along, he wept at what happened to him in the corrupt city of Saddam. And so this ends uh, chapter 18, uh, as we see here, this kind of, you know, the uh, depth of the corruption of such a, such a city uh, that, you know, they, they know they can use the, uh, their laws, they know they can use their laws and stuff uh, in their favor. Uh, they know they, they know they can, uh, you know, literally rob people blind and get away with it. And we've seen this another case of, uh, you know, theft, you know, stealing and, and trying to get away with stuff. So. Uh, so just you know, total corruption. And as we're going to get into the the corrupt judges uh, on chapter 19 here, we'll get into some of this uh, as well and see you know, uh, yeah, just how how bad it really was. So 19. So in the cities of Sidom had four judges to four cities, um, and I won't go too much into their their names here, but um, and by desire of their four judges, the people of Sidom and uh, Amora had beds erected in the streets of the cities, and if a man came to these places, they laid hold of him and brought him to one of their beds, and by force made him lie, made him to lie in them. And as as he lay down, three men would stand at, at each head, and the three at his feet, and measure him by the length of the bed. And if the man was less than the the bed, uh, you know, in, in terms of height. These six men would stretch him at each end, and when he cried out to them, they would not answer him. And if he was longer than the bed, they would draw together the two sides of the bed to each end until the man had reached the gates of death. And if he continued to cry out to them, they would answer him, saying, Thus shall it be done to a man that comes into our land. And when men heard all these things that the people of the cities of Sidom did, they refrained from coming there. So, uh, so very, uh, very corrupt uh, dealings with uh, with you know, strangers. You know, so as you can see here, the you know the strangers, and we'll see we'll go into a little more detail here about the poor. But the you know any kind of strangers or, or the poor were definitely um, you know treated you know with malicious intent. I mean you know even to the point of death uh, and stuff. So um, we'll we'll get into some more of that. Then I might we might discuss some more of that after uh, going through all this. So going down to, um, you're still in chapter 19, verse 8. When a poor man came to their land, uh, they would give him silver and gold and uh, cause a proclamation in the whole city not to give him a morsel of bread to eat. And the stranger would remain there some days and die from hunger, not having been able to obtain a morsel of bread. Uh, then at, at his death, all the people of the city... Would uh, come and take their take basically take back their silver and gold, which they had given to him, 
And those that could recognize the silver or gold which they had given him took it back. And at his death, they also stripped him of his uh, garments, and they would uh, fight about them. And he that prevailed over his neighbor took them. They would after that carry him and bury him under some of the uh, shrubs in the deserts. Uh, so they did all the days uh, to anyone that came to them and died in their land. And so we see here, um, you know, just how wicked they, you know, they would treat the poor. Uh, and there's going to be another story we're going to go into in a minute uh, that just shows uh, how bad it was in the society at large. Uh, and, they, and again, they would how they would use their laws uh, and their judges, their corrupt judges, uh, to uh, you know to even uh, you know for enforce these you know stuff. So okay, so going to verse 11. Um, in the course of time, Sarah sent Eleazar to Sidom uh, to see Lot and inquire after his welfare. Eleazar went to Sidom, and he met a man of Sidom fighting with a stranger. And the man of uh, Sidom stripped the poor man of all his clothes and went away. And this poor man cried to Eleazar and supplicated his favor on account of what the man of Sidom had done to him. And he said to him, uh, Why do you act thus to the poor man who came to your land? And the man of Sidom answered Eleazar, saying, Is this man your brother? Or have the people of Sidom made you a judge this day? that you speak about this man? And Azar strove with the man of Sidom on account of the poor man. And when Azar approached to recover the poor man's clothes from the man of Sidom, he hastened and uh, with a stone smote Eleazar in the forehead. And the blood flowed copiously from Eleazar's forehead. And when the man saw the blood, he caught hold of Eleazar, saying, Give me my hire for having rid you of this bad blood that was in your forehead. For such is custom and the law in our land. And Azar said to him, You have wounded me, and require me to pay you your hire. And Azar would not hearken to the words of the man of Sidon. And so the uh, the man laid hold of Eleazar and brought him to uh, Shakra, the judge of Sidon, for judgment. And the man spoke to the judge, saying, I beseech you, my Adonai, thus has this man done, for I smote him with a stone that the blood flowed from his forehead, and he is unwilling to give me my hire. And the judge said to Eleazar, This man speaks truth to you. Give him his hire, for uh, this is a custom in our land. And Eleazar heard the word of the judge, and he lifted up a stone and smote the judge, and the stone struck on his forehead, and the blood flowed copiously from the forehead of the judge. And Eleazar said, If this then is a custom in your land, give you unto this man what I should have given, you, given him, for this has been your decision. You did decree it. And Eleazar left the, the man of Sidon with the judge, and he went away. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, this is this is a uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool story there. Um, so Eleazar was able to use the corrupt, you know, uh, you know, the corrupt decision of the judge against him, and say, okay, well, if if that's how your laws are, then here I'm going to hurt, I'm going to I'm going to smack you in the forehead uh, <laughs> with a stone. And uh, now, now, now the judge. Now the judge needs to pay. He tell. He said, you know, instead of paying me, pay this other guy. Uh, you know, and stuff. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny when I first read that, uh, and stuff. So, but again, just kind of showing you the corrupt dealings of of these uh, of the the judges and the and the laws and stuff. Uh, once a once a a city goes goes you know, full corrupt, this is you know, to the extent that it can go. And so and then it says, When the kings of Elam had made war with the kings of uh, Sidom, and the kings of Elam captured all the property of Sidom, 
and they took Lot captive with his property. When it was told to Abraham that he uh, went and made war with the kings of Elam, and he uh, recovered from their hands all the property of Lot as well as the property of Sidon. At that time, the woman of Lot bore him a daughter, and he called uh, he called her name Palteth, saying, Because Elohim had delivered him and his whole household from the kings of Elam, and uh, Palteth, daughter of Lot, grew up, and one of the men of Sidon took her for a woman. Okay, and we're going to kind of go into this. Uh, you know, we'll see it's, it ends up being a sad story, but. And a poor man came into the city to seek uh, uh, maintenance, and he remained in the city some days. All the people of Sidon caused a proclamation of their custom not to give uh, this man a morsel of bread to eat until he dropped dead upon the earth, and they did so. And uh, Palteth, the daughter of Lot, saw this man lying in the streets, starved with hunger, and no one would give him anything to keep him alive, and he was just upon the point of death, and her soul was filled with pity on account of the man. And she fed him secretly with bread for many days, and the soul of this man was revived. For when she went forth to fetch water, she would put the bread in the water pitcher. And when she came to the place where the poor man was, she took the bread from the pitcher and gave it to him to eat. Uh, so she did many days. And all the people of Saddam and Amora wondered how this man could bear starvation for so many days. And they said to uh, to each other, This can only be that he eats and drinks, for no man can bear starvation for so many days, or live as this man has, without even his countenance changing. And three men concealed themselves in a place where the poor man was stationed, to know who it was that brought him bread to eat. And Palteth, daughter of Lot, went forth that day to fetch water. She put bread into her pitcher of water, and she went to draw water by the poor man's place, and she took out the bread a pitcher and gave it to the poor man and he ate it and the three men saw that uh, Paltif had, uh, what Paltif did to the poor man and they said to her it is you who um, then who has supported him and therefore has he not starved nor changed in appearance nor died like the rest and the three men went out of the place in which they were concealed and they seized Paltif and the, and the, and the bread uh, which was in the poor man's hand and they took Palteth and brought her before their judges. And they said to them, Thus did she do, and it is she who supplied the poor man with bread. Therefore did he not die all this time. Now therefore declare to us the punishment due to this woman for having transgressed our law. And the people of Sidon and Amora assembled and kindled a fire in the street of the city. And they took the woman and cast her into the fire, and she was burned to ashes. Okay, so we'll stop there for a second. Um, so, you know, and this is a perfect example of corrupt, you know, laws, corrupt judges. So, in such a corrupt uh, town, uh, you know, feeding the poor was against the law. And you know, and don't think that, you know, such you know such things. You know, we, you know, I think people feel like you know, oh, we're beyond such things these days. Uh, I disagree. Uh, I think you know, and, and as 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 more. Uh, towns, cities, and nations go corrupt. Uh, the uh, these such laws are more are more apt to uh, you know to to happen. So uh, don't you know don't assume it won't happen because um, it, it easily can. You know, uh, and you can see even that you know even like the simple uh, demonization of the poor and stuff. So uh, of like you know uh, you know oh, don't give money to the poor, don't do you know and just things like that, and that just kind of like festers in a society it can fester uh, and, and stuff and become uh, even rampant even to a point where you know, 
they could even pass, you could even see laws being passed on something like that and stuff. So, um, you know, and so, you know, but very, very wicked, uh, you know, and in scripture, you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, you know, never, it was never a matter of, uh, you know, like even the stranger, uh, you know, was, was not necessarily to be casted away unless they were, you know, a, a bad impression on society. I mean, uh, you know, they're, you know, criminals or, or something like that. That's one thing, but, you know, if they were just a, the poor or, uh, you know, uh, strangers and stuff like that going, going through the land, you know, they're still your neighbor, uh, right? So, uh, we're supposed to treat them as our, as our neighbor. And stuff so that's what we're commanded to do um, so very sad so so Lot's daughter died she was burned to death uh, for um, doing the right thing uh, she did the righteous thing and she was uh, burned alive for it okay and then we have another story here um, so in the city of uh, Admal there was a, a woman to whom they they, they uh, did the, the, the did the like uh, for a traveler came into the city of Admal uh, to abide there all night with the intention of going home in the morning. And he sat opposite the door of the house of the young woman's father to remain there, as the sun had set when he had reached that place. And the young woman saw him sitting by the door of the house, and he asked for a drink of water. And she said to him, Who are you? He said to her, uh, I, uh, I was this day going to the road and reached uh, here when the sun set, so I will abide here all night. And in the morning I will rise early and continue my journey. And the young woman went into the house and fetched the man bread and water to eat and drink. And this affair became known to the people of Admal, and they assembled and brought the young woman before the judges, uh, that they should judge her for this act. And the judge said, The judgment of death must pass upon this woman, because she transgressed our law. And this, therefore, is a decision concerning her. And the people of those cities assembled and brought out the young woman and anointed her with honey from head to foot, as the judge had decreed, and they placed her before a swarm of bees, which were then in the ca in the hives, and the bees flew upon her and stung her with her, uh, that her whole body was swelled, and the young woman cried out on account of the bees, but no one took notice of her or pitied her, and her cries ascended to heaven. So as we can see, uh, a horrific example um, of corrupt dealings. All she did was, uh, you know, feed and water. Uh, a stranger in the land and you know again they de dealt harshly uh, with this with their own local uh, citizens uh, so you know it was basically against the law to help uh, strangers and stuff so and again we think that's you know so impossible to happen but uh, it's definitely definitely you know I can definitely see it being possible um, and so and then we go into the, the um, and, and Yahweh was provoked at this and all the works of the cities of Sidon, and, uh, for they had abundance of food and had a tranquility amongst them, and still would not sustain the poor and the needy. And in those days their evil doings and sins became great before Yahuwah. And Yahuwah sent for two of the angels uh, that had come to Abraham's house to destroy Sidon and its cities. Uh, and the angels rose up from the door of Abraham's tent after they had eaten and drunk, and they reached Sidom in the evening. And Lot was then sitting in the gate of Sidom. And when he saw them, he rose to meet them. And he bowed down to the ground. And he pressed them greatly and brought them into his house. And he gave them uh, victuals, which they ate. And they abode all night in his house. And the angel said to Lot, Arise, go forth from this place, you and all your belongings, uh, to all that belongs to you, lest you be consumed in the iniquity of the city. For Yahuwah will destroy this place. 
And the angels laid hold upon the hand of Lot and upon the hand of his women, of his woman, and upon the, the hands of his children and all belonging to him. And they brought him forth and set him without the cities. And they said to Lot, Escape for your life. And he fled, and uh, all belonging to him. Then Yahuwah reigned upon Sidom and upon Amorah and upon all these cities, brimstone and fire from Yahuwah out of heaven. And he overthrew these cities, all the circle of the, uh, the Jordan and all the inhabitants of the cities, and that which uh, grew upon the ground. And Edo, the woman of Lot, looked back to see the destruction of the cities, for her compassion was moved on account of her daughters who remained in Sidom, uh, for they did not go with her. And when she looked back, she, uh, she became a pillar of salt, and it is yet uh, in that place unto this day. And the oxen uh, which stood in that place daily licked up the salt to the ex extremities of their feet. In the morning it would spring forth afresh, and they again licked it unto this day. And Lot and the two daughters, and, and two of his daughters that remained with him, fled and escaped to the cave of Adulam. And they remained there for some time. And Abraham rose up early in the morning to see what had been done to the cities of Sidon. And he looked and, be, and beheld the smoke of the cities going up like the smoke of a furnace. So that's um, that kind of ends that that's uh, part of the story there of Sodom and Gomorrah and the destruction of it. So I hope this kind of, you know, my hope is in going through these horrific stories uh, of, of uh, Sodom and, and Amorah, you know, my hope is is that it's uh, it gives you kind of a, a better picture of the of the extent of the corruption uh, that that was going on, and at, at it, you know where, I mean, literally at its height, it was uh, you know like I said, the, even the, all the judges and the, basically the government itself, you know, is is corrupted, and then it also trickles down to all the people because uh, the people. Uh, you know the people comply, right? The, you know most people comply. The ones that aren't, that don't comply with the corrupt laws, then they're then they're put to death. And so, um, which you know, it's very possible that that will happen again. And it does happen in, uh, throughout in different societies and in different times in history, uh, where uh, the uh, so-called laws are are against uh, the Almighty's laws and stuff. So, when, when that happens, you know, I, you know, it's uh, much better to be those put to death for doing the righteous deeds than, than the opposite and stuff because that ultimately we're all going to be judged one day we all got to stand before the almighty and be judged you know for our our works and stuff so uh we'd rather have have died in this life you know protecting life uh, than uh than the opposite than, than, than being the ones you know, hiding in the bushes waiting for a, a poor man to die so you can take you can take his clothing and and um, and, and bury him uh, and stuff. So, the um, so keep it in mind. I mean, this is uh, as I said, it's kind of a story to remember. And again, if there's ever any doubt, uh, if you, you know that, you know, now that you know more about the story, and I, and I do encourage you to get the book of, of, of Jasher and reading through that as well. But you know, now that you have more details on it, then you know, surely no one would think, you know, how, how evil it is to to destroy, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, and you know, uh, far from it. Uh, it was, uh, you know, as we see the corruption, the corruption that was involved there uh, was 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 uh, definitely at its height uh, when when uh, the Almighty destroyed it. So and, and rightfully so. So I hope that helps understand some of that, uh, and maybe it might even give a glimpse of kind of where things uh, were likely will head 
um, you know, uh, in terms of uh, corrupt governments and, and um, bureaucrats and politicians and, and stuff. So just keep that in mind. Uh, if you haven't listened to the last one, I talked about uh, globalism uh, and a little bit there So and, and Babel. Uh, we talked a little bit about that one as well, so listen to that one if you haven't listened to that one. So, all right, well, be blessed in Messiah, and uh, hang in there, and uh, you know, get into your scriptures. Talk to you later.